0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. There was a man named Lazarus who lived in the village of Bethany with his two sisters, Mary and Martha, and he was ill. It was the same Mary, the sister of the sick man Lazarus, who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. The sisters sent this message to Jesus Lord, The man you love is ill. On receiving the message, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death, but in God's glory. And through it, the Son of God will be glorified. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was for two more days before saying to his disciples, Let us go to Judea the disciples said rabbi it is not long since the jews wanted to stone you are you going back again jesus replied are there not 12 hours in a day a man can walk in the daytime without stumbling because he has the light of this world to see by but if he walks at night he stumbles because there is no light to guide him he said that and then added our friend lazarus is resting I am going to wake him the disciples said to him Lord if he is able to rest he is sure to get better the phrase Jesus used referred to the death of Lazarus but they thought that by rest he meant sleep so Jesus put it plainly Lazarus is dead and for your sake I am glad I was not there because now you will believe but let us go to him then thomas known as the twin said to the other disciples let us go too and die with him on arriving jesus found lazarus had been in the tomb for four days already bethany is only about two miles from jerusalem and many jews had come to martha and mary to sympathize with them over their brother when martha heard that jesus had come she went out to meet him mary remained sitting in the house martha said to jesus if you had been here my brother would not have died but i know that even now whatever you ask of god he will grant you your brother said jesus to her will rise again martha said i know he will rise again at the resurrection on the last day jesus said i am the resurrection and the life if anyone believes in me Even though he dies, he will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who was to come into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in a low voice, The Master is here and wants to see you. Hearing this, Mary got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were there in the house, sympathizing with Mary, saw her get up so quickly and go out, they followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Mary went to Jesus, and as soon as she saw him, she threw herself at his feet, saying, "'Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died.'" at the sight of her tears and those of the jews who followed her jesus said in great distress with a sigh that came straight from his heart where have you put him they said lord come and see jesus wept and the jews said see how much he loved him but there were some who remarked he opened the eyes of the blind man could he not have prevented this man's death Still sighing, Jesus reached the tomb. It was a cave with a stone to close the opening. Jesus said, take the stone away. Mary said to Jesus, Lord, by now there he will smell. This is the fourth day. Jesus replied, have I not told you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I knew indeed that you always hear me, but I speak for the sake of all these who stand around me so that they may believe it was you who sent me. When he had said this, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, here, come out. The dead man came out, his feet and hands bound with bands of stuff, and a cloth round his face Jesus said to them unbind him let him go free many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what he did believed in him the gospel of the Lord I want you to think for a moment if you would on all the emotions that you might typically feel over the course of a day just any ordinary day Think of all the ups and downs that a normal day would throw at us. And then if you would, try and sort of stretch that over the course of a month. The highs, the lows, the unexpected, joys, fears, whatever it is that we encounter. And then even though obviously we're getting more and more vague, think of the emotions that you'd have to traverse over the course of a year. Because a year is made up of many days and a day can bring really anything it's 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 up to chance in a way or it's it's in god's providence at least sometimes it can feel as though our lives are just rolling by they're steadily chugging away at the same monotonous pace with maybe the same gray emotion coloring all of our experiences then again we do go through seasons which are anything but steady and stable they rise dramatically with joy and laughter and victory and milestone and then they seem to plummet unexpectedly with difficulty and dislocation and dread why do we have emotions you know as human creatures we have these things we call emotions and they have quite a control over us at times we know that we're created in the image and likeness of god but really god could have made us a little bit more like him if he didn't give us emotions God in heaven does not experience emotions in the way that we might imagine not in the same way that we do we hear of God's sadness or anger or delight in scripture but God's feelings don't waft around unexpectedly like ours sometimes do God's emotional life is not whimsical God feels like God that's how God feels God is what God does and God does what God is he doesn't act one way according to one circumstance and then change the way he might act in a different circumstance as if prompted by different emotions but you and I we do have changing emotions they change quite rapidly at times and almost anything can change them I have a wonderful breakfast. I have an urgent phone call. I'm verbally abused while I'm driving on the road. I say I love you to my child and they don't respond because they're embarrassed or whatever might be the case. I receive a belated birthday package in the mail. I open it and I find that it's broken because it hasn't been handled with care. And round and round and round it goes in my heart, traversing every color and shade of human feeling. There's something very important about human emotion that I think we really need to know as people of faith and as moral agents in the world And I say this really for all of us who've ever come to confession or avoided confession On account of those emotions that make us act in ways that we're not proud of We need to know this so do take note As we've established we have emotions Sometimes they're called passions And here are some of them. Anger, joy, sorrow, disgust, fear, courage, desire, and there's others. As we've already said, different scenarios evoke different emotions. Also, each of us has a unique personality, which is made up of certain dominant passions, you might say. I know what mine are. And also as we go through life perhaps different emotions are more predominant to us at different stages of life so for example maybe for a teenager uh, of a, with a certain generational inclination there might be a strong passion of desire or disgust or maybe men going through certain periods of their life will experience a predominance of anger that is a struggle for them or maybe in more mature rungs of life we might experience a predominance of fear or if there's loneliness sorrow of course I'm generalizing here but we see these trends in a person's life but listen to this because this is really paramount for us the passions in and of themselves are neither good nor evil I'll say that again because it really needs to hit home the passions whichever they are are neither good nor evil they have no moral quality whatsoever it's only once the passion is expressed in a word or an action that we can consider the moral quality of what happened but this is wonderful news because it means that my anger is not a sin my desire is not a sin. My disgust, my fear, my sorrow, none of these are intrinsically bad. And for that matter, my joy and my courage are not automatically virtuous either. That might just be part of my personality. I'm just, I lean that way without, without really doing anything. I'm not a better person because I happen to be happier. Why do we say all this? With this reading of our friend Lazarus who was dead and is resuscitated he's brought back to life because God doesn't have emotions but God is unimaginably close to us he's so close to us that he desires to feel what we feel he desires to share in our response to those feelings he desires to be stressed and strained and even confused and worried he desires to be bound up in the full potency of the human experience so if you would just imagine once again your own lives maybe in recent history or however much of it you want to imagine and those most powerfully emotional times Maybe times of deep grief, deep confusion, deep worry, deep kind of heartbreaking joy, all of it. Hold that in your mind. How does God respond to this? What does he do as he abides with you and you abide with him? We hear it loud and clear. Jesus wept, Jesus wept, Jesus wept.